Hey everyone, this is Gabby and Karim, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Tune in each week to hear us talk about the journey of getting into med school. From GAMSAT to medical interviews, get the insider scoop from med students who have done it all before. So So stay stay tuned and and get ready to get med ready. (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Uh, Myself, Gabby is here and... And Karim. Uh, welcome back. Before we begin, I will just do an acknowledgement of country. So both Karim and I are currently on Yorta Yorta land. So we'd like to acknowledge the traditional and rightful owners of the land in which we are very grateful to live, learn and play on at the moment. Um, and we'd like to acknowledge the elders past, present and emerging, as well as pay our respects to any First Nation listeners of the podcast today. So today's episode, we are continuing on with our Getting Into Med series. We've spoken about the GAMSAT, we've talked through studying, doing it, everything like that. Now the GAMSAT is over and we're talking about applications, med applications. Um, But before we get in, we'll do a little disclaimer. Yeah, so we just want to encourage everyone who's listening to this episode that it's really important that you double check all the information that we are providing Things change from year to year. Uh, we are recording this in the year 2022. <laughs> just... And we did the med applications in 2019. Yeah, so, so a long time ago now. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, just double check all the information and make sure it's all correct. But um, from our research, we believe this is all uh, good quality information that you guys can use. Um, And we're just giving a general overview. So make sure for whatever universities you're applying to that you check their websites and you um, make sure that you're applying to their universities correctly because some of them have really specific and niche application processes. Yeah. So this should just give you a general overview Um, we're still quite early on, so hopefully this just gives you a good background before you start doing your own research and gives you some ideas as to where to go to get more information. So we'll jump right in. Krim, did you want to start with a general sort of summary or overview of what the med application process looks like? Particularly looking at postgrad, we're not going to talk about undergrad um, options today as that's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, And we only have room for one kettle of fish on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the application process can basically be divided essentially into two things. So you can either apply to multiple universities that are part of the GEMSAS group, um, and you can do that via the GEMSAS website. Uh, so you're applying to a whole bunch of universities. Um, most of them, in fact, I'm just going to say as yeah. an umbrella term, will come under GEMSAS. But you can also apply directly to specific universities. So you'll do that also via their website. Um, so the specific ones there that we can think of would be Bond University, Flinders University, Monash University, and the University of Sydney. All of them have very individual, I guess, I don't know, they're all a bit special. They're yeah, a bit different, as well as different um, uh, times in which their applications open and close. So mm. And different interview times throughout yeah. the year compared to other universities mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they all sort of start after about May. So, yeah, generally applications open um, around May. I believe GEMSAS was always like traditionally the 31st of May, but that can change year to year, um, as well as the individual unis that have applications separately. Um, it varies quite a bit. I would say that usually the University of Sydney is open earliest. 
Is yeah, generally, well, when we did it, that was yeah. the case because they held their interviews sometime in July. July, yeah. I believe. So you had to be onto it to yeah. ensure that you didn't miss um, applications. I remember actually finding out a little bit late about you, Sid, and just going all in, jumping all in, being like, I don't have time to decide whether or not to apply <laughs> for this university. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah, so you have to be on top of it. Um, so make sure for. And you cast a wide net usually, like when you're applying to these universities. I'd suggest trying to apply as many as you can because mm. um, you never know. I remember when I was applying, a little bit off track here, but when I was applying in 2019, I didn't apply to Flinders because I thought that my GAMSAT was going to be way too low because mm. they needed like the previous year they needed a very high GAMSAT to apply. Um, so I actually missed out on the application because even though my GAMSAT did qualify me for an interview... But just because I, I just assumed I wouldn't qualify for it. So, yeah, mm. just have a go. You never know. Yeah. And and with that as well, keep in mind that, you know, applying for university is not something that is free. You have to pay a fee to apply. Sometimes you also have to pay a fee to book an interview. So, it can become quite an expensive process. Like, if you're going to apply through GEMSAS and then apply through multiple separate unis as well, it does become like quite expensive. I remember being a little bit stressed by how much money I was spending, to be honest, and yeah. then being like, well, if I don't get any offer, yeah. I just chucked all this money in the bin. Yeah, which is a bit unfortunate because you can sort of start thinking about like inequity in application to medicine and, yeah. you know, you have to have a certain level of income to be able to apply, which is a bit sad. But, yeah, um, very sad. I suppose there are, you know, specialist pathways and scholarships you can consider, but we won't get yeah. into any of that. Yeah, and... I think, like, there are some options with university. Like, I remember, I think it was the University of Sydney when I was applying and it said, like, payment um, plan for the – because you had to book the interview, which had a fee, as well as a, the application um, fee as well. So it ended up being about 150 or $200, I think, and there was a payment plan or delayed payment process. So – I think there are some options, but they might take some digging. So um, if if that is something that you need, if you need an option to help like alleviate the financial stress, go digging for it. And if not, um, contact the uni directly, I would mm. say. All right. But back on track. So <laughs> <laughs> once you've uh, had a look at the GEMSAS website, there's a few things that you need for the application. So you'll need your GPA, which they'll be able to access through your um so like medical, uh, not medical records, <laughs> your uh, um, academic record <laughs> that specific university. Yeah, um, which you generally have to upload, um, but they'll prompt you for that if you do. Uh, you'll also need your GAMSAT. Uh, you'll need to know what specific re- prerequisites to do. Hopefully you've figured that out already. And hopefully you've done them. <laughs> <laughs> um, plus or minus, for some universities, you'll need to do an interview. Um, I would say for the majority of universities, you'll need to do an interview. Um, and then other special requirements, such as the portfolio, which we'll talk about in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Which will be next month. Mm. <laughs> so going on from that, we've already sort of touched on our experiences a bit um, for application processes, and we have on other episodes as well. Um, but Karim, is there any sort of particular experiences when you were applying for medicine and popping through your applications that you can think of? 
Yeah, the only one that really stood out to me was, like I said before, cast a wide net when you're applying because you never know where you might be able to secure an interview. Mm -hmm. And the more interviews you can secure, the more you sort of increase your chances of getting something. Mm. Um, The other thing is when I was applying, I was really hesitant about applying for portfolio universities because I didn't think that my portfolio was very good. Or because you were lazy and didn't want to do a portfolio. (laughs) I also didn't want to write a long portfolio essay. Um, So, but do consider it. I am really glad I applied for a portfolio uni, even though I didn't get a spot there. Um, just because I think it's really good to consider what you've done in your career so far anyway. Uh, and a portfolio, a portfolio will help you to sort of collate that information and, mm. and think about what you've achieved. And it's almost like patting yourself on the back. Like, yeah. look at all the things I've done, uh, which is nice. Yeah, Gabby, what about you? Was there anything that stood out to you in your application process? Um, I just remember it being a really, really busy time. And I don't want people to underestimate how much work goes mm. into applications. Because obviously, you've done the GAMSAT. Um, you've been studying at university already. So that that's already a busy thing. But the actual application process, like I remember spending quite a you know, considerable amount of time um, working on my application, changing the order of my uni and preferences, um, and, and things like that. I would go to uni early to work on my portfolio with a couple of friends and stuff. So it's, yeah, it is a busy time. Don't underestimate it. Get your application started early, even before it opens. Start thinking about, all right, what's your preference list going to be like? Are you going to apply to universities outside of GEMSAS? Um, if so, start looking into that and what requirements you need. If you're looking at applying for a university that requires a portfolio or other special things, start collating that information mm. as well. And just the other tip is don't rely on um, other people for the application deadline because it's really important that you know it yourself and you're aware of what the application deadline is because um, obviously you do not want to miss that because you won't be able to apply until next year. And they, they're, they're really quite serious about um, those deadlines. Mm. So that's something that we've spoken about before is our advice is having the GEMSAS application, uh, the GEMSAS website open or sort of favorited on your browser so that when it does become open or if dates change or anything like that, it's something that you're continuously checking and you'll stay up to date with. Mm. And so just we'll move on to the types of places that you can apply to in medicine. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have talked about this elsewhere. We had a podcast with uh, Bella. Mm-hmm. Um, we so, talked yeah. about full fee placements and other different types of placements available in medicine. But just as a quick recap, you can get a Commonwealth-supported place, which just means that the Australian government will help to pay for um, the fees associated with your uh, placement in your university. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of it that you have to pay will go on hex. Will go on hex that. Uh, you can get a uh, bonded placement as well, which just means that it's still a Commonwealth supported place, but the government will then require you to work in an area of high need that they deem to be of high need um, after you graduate. And there's really specific rules around when you can fulfill that um, bonded placement. And do you know how many years that is in the country? Because I think it's changed a bit because yeah. generally these areas of high need that you need to go to are rural areas. Mm. Um, I don't want to give any false information, but I think it is three. Yeah. I think it is three as well, but it's changed recently. So, mm. And it might even change 
this year, yeah. you know. And just consider whether that's something you'd be interested in. There's um, absolutely nothing wrong with practicing rurally, and we definitely need doctors out here. Gabby and I are currently on a rural placement, and tell you from experience there are not enough doctors here <laughs> not at all <laughs> um so definitely something to consider and uh the other type of placement you can get is a domestic full fee placement that's only available that's not available at every university it's just some universities will have that um and it just means that you won't get any government support in that placement you'll have to pay the full fee yourself um and is also international spots for students so i know for example uh, melbourne university monash university take a lot of students from canada um, but you'll have to look into that specific application processes which are i'm sure a lot more confusing and there's a few more rules yeah there's different requirements and things like that as well um so yeah definitely look into that um we did have an episode with josh who was an international student uh, last year so search through the archives of our podcast um, for that episode um if you're interested and then there are also special entry schemes which has sort of alluded to um so there are these full fee places um and guaranteed places which tend to be um, linked to these full fee spots as well generally they those are places that you have to apply for for undergrad so um, for example the university of melbourne has one where you apply um in for your undergraduate degree to be biomed um and guaranteed spot into med and then there are different requirements that you need to fulfill in um your undergraduate degree to ensure that you are still eligible for medicine at the end same at monash they have a similar thing although they sort of got rid of it when we were in our year at monash did they they don't have it at Monash. They don't have it at Monash. Yeah, they used to have it at Monash. I think they did. Maybe they did. Because remember second year, people interviewed for it? No, okay. they just changed the application process at Monash. It used to be that you interviewed at second year and they only counted like your scores from a few of the earlier subjects. Yeah, so it's not exactly guaranteed, but it's a little bit of a different pathway. Yeah. But, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore anyway, so I guess it's not relevant. <laughs> Sorry about the tangent. Um, and then there are other special entry schemes. Um, the best way, I think, to talk about this is um, I, I this isn't exactly the way it is done, um, but I always say that it you get bonus points. So, for example, rural students get bonus points in the application process they don't actually get these bonus points it's not like their gamsat goes from you know a 60 to a 70 or anything like that um but it's just that the university has specific spots reserved for rural students as um as it does with um indigenous students as well so um it just means that it's a different entry pathway sometimes you need different application um requirements for example i uh, applied to the University of Melbourne through the Rural Entry Scheme. Um, so I had to provide um, evidence of my rurality um, with stat decks and evidence of where I went to school and things like that. So a bit more paperwork, but definitely worth it um, if you are eligible for any of these schemes. Anything else I missed, Karim? No, I think that's it. And just a few final reminders. Uh, so once again, read their website and instructions carefully. They all have specific rules uh, relating to them. But Gemstas Universities, you can sort of sit back a little bit more and take it a bit more easy because they all go through the exact same process, which is mm -hmm. through the Gemstas website. 
um, stay up to date and don't miss any deadlines. And yeah, I think that's really it. Yeah. And stay tuned for our next step, which we've spoken about, um, which will be next month in our Get Into Med series, all about this special other requirements you need for applications. So portfolio, um, personal statement and things like that. We'll chat to you about that next time. All right. Beautiful. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for, listening for listening to the episode. Uh, hope you found it useful. We'll see you slash you'll hear us next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.